Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Really, really excited. I just had an amazing conversation with Steve McDonald. He has uh, uh, started about 10, 15 years ago, uh, a business called Patty Mac. It, um, you can go to that site, pattymac.ca. And it originally was in servicing clients, uh, um, you, know, uh, uh, you know, just maintenance needs up in the Muskoka area. Uh, of uh, really wealthy, uh, well-to-do cottage area in in the in uh, Ontario, and um, he developed and worked on that, and originally was in partnership with one of our alumni, but grew and grew and grew that, and now it's a twelve million dollar business, you know, fifty plus uh, uh, staff working with you know some of the most successful you know people you know, in, in certainly the greater Toronto, uh, Ontario area, central Ontario area who, who have, uh, second and third properties up in, up in that area and just building unbelievable homes, just, just unbelievable. You can check it out on his website. And we just had a fantastic conversation about, you know, his progress over the last 15 years, his, his, uh, the business that he's built and, and the complexity and challenges of building a business that big um, and so many moving pieces. So we really dug into a lot of things. I know you're really going to love it. Um, It's very inspiring. You know, he's in his mid thirties running a business like that, you know, Hey, way to, way to go, Steve. I just love it. Um, So uh, you know what I'm up to, I'm up to developing leaders. I'm up to finding amazing people, you know, like Steve, um, and some of the people he mentioned in the podcast, uh, you know, that he was friends with and, uh, who want to really set their lives apart and do really special things like Steve's doing. So if you know someone send, send me an email, uh, or have some feedback about our show, Thompson at studentworks.com, or you could send them to studentworks.com. You could share this podcast with them. Okay. So, uh, have yourself an unbelievably fantastic day. And thanks for tuning into the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Well, Steve, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really it's really awesome to have you. I know I I reconnected with with Mike, one of your best buddies, somebody who you introduced into our program, and then you became partners with, and he's actually you know been on the podcast, and then he went and said, "Hey." Do you know what Steve's doing? And I went, no, I didn't know what you're doing. And I know you're just up to all sorts of co- stuff. So I'm really excited about, you know, talking about that and bringing that to our, to our leaders here on the podcast. But before we dig into that, tell me what you were like before the program. Um, I, uh, I, I, it's been a long time, about 15, I know. 14 years. Yeah. Um, I remember I had a buddy in the program, uh, Ryan Shaw. And, okay. uh, he's, he's three years older than me. So he was kind of always a bit, uh, ahead of me. But, um, I remember I was in university first or second year university doing quite a bit of partying and, uh, doing average in school, uh, and not really knowing what I wanted to do in life. 
and then I always kind of heard Ryan Shaw was was doing this uh, this program, and I and I always thought it was kind of cool that he was running his own business. So I I thought it was uh, really cool that he was running his own business doing this painting thing, and I always thought that was a cool idea. So I would say before the program, I didn't have uh, uh, too much direction and didn't know what I wanted to do, but running your own business sounded pretty cool. Awesome, awesome, and and. And, and uh, so having fun, hanging out with Ryan Shaw tells me that. Uh, so yeah. he's actually someone we're going to have on the podcast soon, too. Great, he's, great, yeah. he's crushing it. He's doing amazingly well out in Dell uh, with Dell in Vancouver. Yeah. I just reconnected with him recently. So um, but but yeah, so you you got involved in the program. I know you really excelled. You did really, really well with us. It was it was awesome to have you here. And so what do you still rely on from the program? Um, well lots of things um some of the stuff that was actually taught in the program that helped build our business um the business well the business i run now is is this is the sales skills uh you know number one the the cold calling and just building up the courage or telling yourself that it's okay to go out and ask people for business and it's okay to go you know out of your comfort zone to knock on a door or pick up the phone or ask a friend for business. Um, so that confidence, I think it was a big part of what I learned there. And then that I still use today. Um, and then another thing that wasn't really taught, but going through that experience and going through the program that I still rely on, and I think is very important for any entrepreneur, any, any successful person is, is perseverance because you're going to go through a whole bunch of bad times and face really big challenges and you're going to sometimes feel like quitting. You're going to sometimes feel like crying, but uh, you have to push through all that stuff and you have to believe in yourself and you have to believe that you can make it. So, you know, those two things, uh, the, the sales is, is huge. And then just the perseverance that I learned through going through the challenges of, of student works painting uh, have really paid off for me. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. And it's funny. I know one thing that we've actually done since you've, you've left in 15 years, because just like you, you've evolved in your business and, and it's just, we're evolving is we're actually very clearly teaching more mindset skills yeah. and habits and perseverance and, and, and doing better at, at rather than just what you did is you just discovered it. Yeah. <laughs> right. In many ways. Right. You yeah. just discovered it, man. I just, I just need to stick through this. And if I want to get to Mexico and run a really successful business, which you did for two years, I just have to have to see this through. And, and, and now we've been way, way better at, at, at just putting it out there. That's just one of the things that, and it's kind of unknown. I think one of the things that really successful people have, they just get it. I'm going to feel frightened and just feel it anyway, and just do it. I'm going to feel defeated some days and then just wake up the next day or call a friend or just, just get, get, go through that feeling of defeatedness. Right. Yeah. As you, you felt, I felt right. Sure. Oh yeah, definitely. I always joke around, uh, with, uh, with my friends and my wife and stuff like that. I don't, I don't, and I don't know if this is a bad thing or not, but if I don't feel a little bit stressed, I, I feel stressed because I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> there's something's off if I'm this relaxed. So, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I, I hear you as long as you don't take that too far because exactly, sometimes yeah. that could be yeah. be too uh but yeah like that sounds no that sounds i i get it like i, I just get it like it's and and by the way as well there is something to just that whole comfort zone exactly we want to keep growing like yeah. gosh you're in your mid-30s right you, you, yeah. th you, this isn't the end no right you, 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 you know this yeah. is the beginning yeah this yeah. is you know uh this is you know uh just hey, one step further, and then again, then another fifteen years, you'll be in a new spot, and another fifteen years, and not because you have to, uh, yeah. but just why not? Exactly. You, you can serve more clients and do more things. So, so let's talk about it. I know um, you left Student Works and you went and said, "Hey, I'm going to go start my own business." Yeah. Uh, so, so let's talk about that and what you did and and what you got created and how it's morphed over the years. Yeah. So, me and my buddy Mike, who you had on the podcast, uh, got together. Um, and decided we were going to live in Muskoka and start a property maintenance business. Uh, we just thought there was a niche in Muskoka. There's a lot of wealthy people who don't have any time on their hands. So yes, you, you need odd jobs done like window washing and uh, pressure washing, deck repair, all sorts of yeah. stuff like that. And uh, they need good service and reliable service. So what Mike and I did was we cold called pretty much every door in Muskoka and, and started getting, yeah, started getting business that way. And then, uh, getting referrals and what slowly happening st started happening was, uh, the client started giving us bigger jobs. Like, can you do this small renovation for us? Um, and because we were asked those questions, we started hiring, you know, skilled carpenters and skilled project managers. And then eventually, uh, we were awarded some pretty big projects, like multi-million dollar projects. And then I would say today that's, that's kind of our, our, you know, 90% of our revenue is multi-million dollar, uh, very high end luxury cottages. So we, we still have the maintenance business, uh, because we, yeah, we still have a maintenance division. We think it's important to service the clients we build for and service our past clients. It, it's a great, it's a great way to maintain the relationship too. So you, you have, uh, you still are always talking to the client domain and stuff. Um, but yeah, so we've, you know, we, last year we did about $12 million in custom home builds. And this year we're projected to do about 15 million. And, you know, I, I want to keep growing and doing more homes and expanding to different areas and eventually uh, get into doing some, you know, multi-unit residential development. So that's kind of the, where it started and where it is now and, and where it's going. Wow. Well, that's, that's fantastic. So we're going to dig into that. So, so a couple of things, we had the opportunity to actually build a home uh, up in the, you know, greater Collingwood area or yeah. Blue Mountain area. And, and it's interesting because first of all, we had a fantastic builder we have an unbelievable home and, and, and my wife really uh, was an interior designer, still is an interior designer, but now she just uh, is the CEO of our business, but it's, um, it's incredible. And there's no question that we struggle at times with him that we're kind of an afterthought a little bit. And Frank, I love you. If you ever listen to this, <laughs> you likely wouldn't, but it really is. You're right. It, it, it's, it would be way better if he also had the capability of what you're talking about, reaching back and servicing, reaching back and servicing, reaching back and servicing um, uh, just because then he's just way more top of mind for referrals, exactly. you know, and by the way, Steve, you're going to be my referral now. Cause I know you're looking to get, grow into our, 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 our area and you'd be someone who I'd be looking to refer to. Well, um, yeah. and, and, and again, not that I don't like Frank, but I, I like, again, 
it's it's it, it there is something to becoming top of mind and servicing people um and just because again just because you built their home well now we've been here i know 10 12 years or something hey there's things you know you want to go and improve this or fix this yeah. or you know because so and and obviously as well all that type of business is also just revenue exactly right? it's extra sure. work you're getting you're still making the same margin yeah no exactly and i think it's important so it's important to maintain that relationship and then you know with with homes things happen over time if it's a wood building it needs to be painted yeah. so call yes you know stuff like that and, and and all that kind of stuff so um i think it's important to maintain that relationship with the client and and service them it's really really important because referrals yeah. are at this point, I would say, eighty percent of where our 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 business comes from, and we get we get some from social media and internet stuff, just because we we try and have a decent presence there. But I mean, it's it's referrals. It's it, and those are the best. Those are the best. Uh, yes. Too, because they're not even talking to other builders. They're like, you built this for my buddy, and he had a great experience. So let's let's use you. Let's 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 talk about this. Yeah, yeah. and and so so. Um, you know, one of the things is actually if people, if our leaders, when they're listening here, they, they can go on to Patty Mac, P-A-T-T-Y-M-A-C dot C-A, and they can look at a bunch of the amazing, amazing, like just world-class homes and yeah. cottages that, that, that Steve's built. Um, so one of the big things for me, Steve is, is, and I know you, I know you, you know, you shared with me in a conversation earlier was just, Hey, I just learned so much about the sales and the marketing. And certainly there's just no question. Um, we are just amazing in that space, business development. We are really, really great at coaching and training. And so I look at these homes and I just went, wow, is that ever incredible? Like, yeah. so how do you go from learning what we taught you about how to, how to, how to paint some homes and do a, do a pretty good job and satisfy clients to go in and building what you've built. Like, how do you, how yeah. do you get there? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so I would say a, a little bit of trial and error for sure. Okay. And then yeah, it's, we have, a over the years, I think what we've been really good at is, is hiring very good people. So it's sorry, hiring and and keeping good people. So retaining. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, when we first started building some of this stuff, I I'll admit it, I was in over my head sometimes, but I had hired guys and staff and project managers that have seen this stuff before and built things like this before. So with the team, we would just, you know, problem solve through various components of a build. And by the way, I know some of the best builders in Ontario as well. And I would consider myself one of them. It's it's still the same thing. Every build's a new challenge, especially with these high end custom homes. There's all sorts of details that are are a challenge, and you got to figure out how to do it and how to install things. So, um, just over the course of time, it's been hiring good people, and then together as a team, problem solving and figuring out the best way to do things and the best way to uh, get the results that everyone's everyone's wanting. Um, and, and another big big thing for us was um just building an infrastructure that could take on the amount of work we take on and yeah. being able to deliver so you know to have a business like ours there's a couple of very important components you need the guy the carpenters on site who are able to execute these really high-end uh detailed homes and then you also need the office staff and sales people to so the office staff is important for organizing all the materials and trades and important people that yeah. are involved in building a home. And then you, you got to have the sales staff to kind of 
do the estimates and and sell these these homes and, and make sure that there's there's work for everybody. So that's those are all the important pieces that we've put together over the years. And we're still always, always, always I, I obsess over this stuff is always trying to be better. It's we're always yeah. trying to figure out the the most efficient way to do things. We're always trying to make sure that the finishing is is a step above everybody else. Uh, the client service is a step above everybody else. We're we're constantly trying to to fix things and make them better, which um, drives me crazy. But it also it's the source of so much passion. I have so much passion for it, and, and I get so much joy when we solve problems and make things better. So it's it's uh, kind of love hate, but I, it's it's great. I'm I love it. Yeah. Oh, I get that, and I get that energy, and 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 one of the gr- great things about working for the type of clientele you have is they have extraordinarily high expectations in their life because mm-hmm. that's how they get that type of success. Yeah. They're really massively successful entrepreneurs or lawyers or professionals or whatever, and they literally are the best in the field at what they do. And so, so obviously, what do they want built is something you know like that and so so and but but part of it is i'm sure as well when you're communicating with them you're working with them you're they're seeing again that passion that commitment that focus here's what we're doing and again you're communicating sending them pictures oh here's yeah. here, oh look at look at what this is looking like right and and that's part of really drawing them into their project and having them really happy at the end i'm sure yeah no that's that's a big part of it and um i i've got to work for some of the most successful people in Canada and I've made some great relationships with them. And it's, it's funny. You can kind of take a, a lot of all the, like you said, all these guys have very similar characteristics and then everyone can kind of teach you their own little lesson. And you can learn a lot from these successful people. If you watch the way they, they treat you and they, the way they treat others, the way they manage their money, the way they think about costs, um, the way they deal with conflicts, all of these things that, you can learn so much from all these successful people and take a little piece from everybody and put your own spin on it. And you can really get a lot of information and then, yeah, engaging the client is, is really important. So just keeping them in the loop, we have a, a project management system. that's a software called co-construct, which I think sets us apart from a lot of builders um, where we're uploading pictures all the time. All of our financial information and change orders is all there. The schedule is constantly being updated. So the, the client always knows where we are in the project, what's next, when, when can they expect this? And, and if there are any changes, it's real-time changes. We, we update it every week so the client can see where we're at, if we're ahead or behind schedule. Um, and I think just engaging the client really makes the client experience better and gives, gives uh, us a better chance of getting a referral from the client at the end of the, the project. Yeah. And, and for our leaders listening, just hear this, you know, okay, so what's Steve doing to make sure their clients are happy? Sending them pictures, you know, he's aware of their their timeline, when they're starting, when, how it's going, how many days it's going to take, all these types of things. You may be listening and thinking about your business or your future business. How am I going to do that? So I just love that. And, and uh, you know, um, you know, our projects at, at, at the student works management program are not as long as yours, but um, uh, you know, but who knows that may be some new functionality that we can add to Simon over the years. Um. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the, the, I remember, so I remember student works painting when I was doing that. One of the things I always found challenging and I was always a little scared of was reporting to clients about, challenges we're facing or reporting to clients about upcharges or reporting to clients, you know, period. Like I, I would do it, but I always found it like I, I was scared of doing that. 
But what I found over the years is if you're transparent with your clients and you're upfront and you're, you're very, you're communicating all the time with them, they may not like the piece of news that you're delivering, but they are appreciating that you are delivering that news. And it makes the whole entire experience great because regardless of whether you tell the client or not, they're going to figure out that bad news. So you might as well tell them right away. Let's, let's, let's solve this problem. Let's do it together. And let's, let's move, move past this challenge and, and get to the fun stuff, the delivery or, or whatever it is at the end. I love it. And, and, and again, one of the things that we really spend a lot of time, you know, well, right from the start, we're coaching that. And then, and then, but you're right over time, the more and more times you do it, the more and more times you go, Oh, when I deliver quote unquote, what I think is bad news is just real news. It's facing the brutal truth of what's going on in the world today. And then, okay. And I can see why it's gone that way, Steve. Okay. That makes sense. Well then, yeah, I guess to get that that way, it will just cost more. Okay, but I want it that way. Because, well, we could just not do another coat. Yeah, but then I wouldn't be really happy. Okay, so yeah, please pay for another coat, Yeah, right? Like, they're the you know, again, someone owns their own home. They're used to making big decisions. Yeah. They can make them. <laughs> exactly. And then that's and that's the thing, too. It, it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's probably not the first time that they've heard this type of stuff. And it's probably, yes. they have a, probably are expecting some sort of that you know, upcharge or problems throughout, yeah. throughout a project. We do our best yeah. to avoid that stuff, but in the construction industry and in your industry, the painting industry, it's inevitable that you're going to come across things that you didn't expect and the client didn't expect. Yes. And it's, and, and again, you're doing your best to limit it. You're, you're trying it. And then you're sort of going back to the agreement. Here's what we talked about. Now this is separate. Here's why you're right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Right. And, and then let's make a decision. What would you like? Exactly. So yeah. just, I just love it. Hey leaders, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. One of the other things that you, there are a couple of things as well that I'm going to go back to, uh, retaining people. Mm-hmm. What have you found? Cause I can't say enough. I just, I, I looked your product projects. You've got some unbelievable people working at working on your team. How do you retain them? What do you see as retention, uh, you know, strategies as key strategies for you, Steve? Um, there's a whole bunch of things that we do, uh, in our company that I think is, is huge. So we have, you know, benefits, which I think are a huge thing to, to keep people. We have a, a pension package as well that that's helpful. One thing that I think is very important in our company is that we do constant uh, upgrades to our safety training and constant upgrades to our, you know, safety attitudes around the company. Yeah. Just making sure everyone's following safety protocols. So much so that sometimes the employees are bored with it, but I know that they do feel that we're 
looking out for them and, and, and taking care yes. of them. Um, so that's really important. We pay the guys that are, you know, success that help us be successful very, very well. I would say well above market and we have, uh, incentives. So we have bonus structures for, for all of our management team, uh, that, you know, when they perform, they, they get, they make more money. So, um, all those things, I think, keep, keep our guys happy. And we just have a, another thing that I think is really important. And it was great at student works too. It's just the culture, like culture. Yeah. We want everything to be relatively light. We want everything to be fun. We, yeah. we really want that. We want everyone joking around. Like, yeah, my, when I go on site, my carpenters are chirping me about whatever it is. Like, it, <laughs> I'm it, sure it, they are. It's just fun stuff all the time. <laughs> and it's, it's really yeah the attitude and, and the spirit of the company that I think is really important uh, as well. Yeah. yeah. And it's no surprise knowing you, Steve, just that that's what it would be, you know, just who you are as a person. And again, so thinking back on that, like it's funny not funny, but you know, certainly safety has become more and more uh, important to us. And we've improved, our, you know, since you were there, just way, way more uh, safety stuff. And not surprisingly, just because also that's what's happened with government, but we're, we're as we're ahead of that. Yeah. And it's, it's as a long-term employer as well. It's, it's like, no safety is even more important. Like for me, I feel responsible for every person who walks on our, our you know, we have thousand people uh, every summer, but for you, it's like, these people are going to be working on my job site for years and years, hopefully decades. Exactly. Right? And so that, Hey, if it's not safe, then bill is going to get hurt. Exactly. You know, Sam or, you know, Samantha or whoever is going to get hurt. So it really is even that much more personal. Um, and uh, um, the the one thing as well, I just just thinking about the scale and size of your business, you know, $12 million now and growing. How are you managing the money? Like, you know, what are you doing to sort of manage the money and sort of build the equity in your business so that you can do that? And you just seem really not stressed. Here's Steve. I can see his picture, his face here. He's just smiling. He's going, okay, good. So, so how are you, how are you handling that? Um, uh, so that money over the years has been one of the, the biggest challenges because in order to grow, you, you need money, you need capital in our business, especially very, you know, capital intensive, you need equipment, machinery, tools, uh, trucks. Um, so how I was able to, to do that over the years is, is reinvest the profit. So the profits, the first, you know, five or six years we were running this company, um, I was making, I can think maybe $20,000, $30,000 a second, yeah. like just scraping by because I'm, you know, putting company profits back in into the company and I'm not taking a big salary to try and make this thing. And then eventually if you can show a bank, uh, you know, repeated success over year after year, then you can get a loan. And then if you are good on that loan, they give you more money and more money. Um, and that's really what we've relied on is, is, is banks. We have a huge line of credit uh, so that, you know, to manage our cash flow because sometimes in the construction industry and in any business, really, you could be owed a whole bunch of money, but it doesn't mean you, you have money in your bank to, to pay the bills. So just having enough cash flow has been a challenge over the years, but our bank has worked with us uh, to help us grow. And a couple of years ago, we took a big loan out to build a, a big shop and showroom just outside of Port Carling. Um, 
and the bank was helpful there. And, and then we've got a nice line of credit with the bank. And that's, that's how we've been able to manage cash flow. But that is also one of the biggest sources of stress because you'll, yes. there'll be periods of time where the, the client, you know, these are big projects we're doing. So the client might owe you, owe you $200,000 and you, you paid a supplier and your payroll is coming out and your payroll is $120,000 every, every two weeks. That is, you know, that can be very, very stressful. So I think um, for anyone um, looking to grow, I think you need to find a bank or a financier who believes in you and believes in the company and, and wants to grow with you. Um, and you, you want to make sure that you're ready to grow too, because you don't want to grow too fast and take out a whole bunch of money and spend a whole bunch of money, but then not have enough business to pay it back or not have enough, uh, you know, time to pay it back. So those things are important. Yeah, no. And, and, and also as well, like I, I know, you know, Steve, just how you've presented all this, you know, uh, certainly at 35 for me, I was not as wise, uh, or, or in my twenties as wise, uh, about really, again, saving more spending less, you know, saving for that rainy day, you know, that sort of thing. You know, I, I know, you know, we, we, when I took my business over, we had success immediately. Um, and I was not as good at what you're saying. Hey, let's just really, really save, really, really build the net, net, net earnings. And that's just a really, really, uh, strong, uh, successful strategy. And, and again, from seeing other entrepreneurs as well, um, you know, my friend who I was talking about before, who I tried to refer some business to you and an amazing alumni has done really, really well as well. It just, just, you know, um, um, you know, just, you know, the saving for a rainy day, building up your net, net, net assets. And then, then as well, then also a bank is going to want to go and, uh, and, and, and invest with you because they see, Oh, look at how much money Steve has in the business. Yeah. Look at how many assets he has in the business. And don't get me wrong. The, the bank does want, uh, oh, yeah. collateral. It's not like I, <laughs> you well, I, I have a lot on the line, uh, to yes. have these lines of credit and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I, again, it's, it's that thing that I think a lot of, successful entrepreneurs have it's they believe in their self themselves and and they're comfortable with a certain level of risk all the time yeah yeah no and and it, well 100 they they obviously have assets that they they go oh this is this is a real asset in terms of all the machinery that you bought and the shop that you built and all the and the and the uh the 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 uh um the money that's owed by the clients that you're owed as well. And that they are, they're all wealth, well to do. So they will pay when the work's pro projected. And again, you've had a history of completing jobs successfully, et cetera. So that people pay. Exactly. So, yeah. But, uh, but, you know, just, just, you know, again, you know, congratulations about uh, just what you've created, just really, really exciting. You know, just, just again, the scale of the business that you're, you, that you're, that you've built. Well done. Well, thank you, Chris. You know what? I, I, I know I've worked really hard to do it, but I, I have to be honest. I, I can, can't say it again. And I tell everyone student works painting really put me in the right, on the right path to, to learning this stuff and being entrepreneurial. It, it's a great program to teach you how to start and run a business. It, it really is. And I, and it, you, you can't learn that in university. You can't learn that in a master's program. It's only by doing this stuff that you, you learn all this stuff. And it was, it was a great experience for me. And then I still have a bunch of buddies that I was in the program with. And then I'll run into guys that, that have done it, that yeah. not in my time. And we always just shoot the shit about it and laugh and joke yeah. around and remember the good times and the challenges and, and the fun stuff. So it's, it, it, it's, it's great. Yeah, no, cause it's interesting. All the things that you've mentioned come into an impact in running a student business. 
and just way smaller scale. Exactly. How do we retain them for the summer? Yeah. How do we, oh, we've got to, we, how do we get paid on this job? How do we manage our cash flow? How do we, uh, how do we have these conversations? And they're just a smaller scale. Exactly. And so that the, the, the risks and the quote unquote dangers are way smaller and we mitigate those risks way better. And, yeah. and we're able to, just because we see them coming for our, for our students. So, and there's this, this DM there and, uh, you know, and uh, ama amazing other operators there with you. So, so, uh, you know, again, down the road, uh, you know, if you're looking at running a business, but what were the signs for you about looking to, to run a business and why did you think it was right for you? Bef like before student works painting or no, after student works painting. Well, after student works painting, I just, I got a taste of, uh, just not, you, you kind of have bosses, but you, you don't really have bosses. Like, no, you don't have bosses. You're, you're no, they were just district yeah. managers. You're, you're reporting to people who are expecting results. So there's sort of bosses, but you, you're allowed to manage your own time. And I think um, that's what appealed to me the most is, is, is just managing my own time, being, being my own boss, getting to do what I wanted to do, um, making my own decisions. I just, I really, really liked that. And I know that's not for everybody. You really have to make sure that you've got the diligence disciplined uh, to work hard all the time and, and make sure things are getting done. But I just, I just liked the idea of, of being a boss and, you know, with student works painting there, you're very satisfied at the end of the project, seeing the nice work that was done. And at the end of the summer, looking at the, you know, the leaderboard and seeing your name up closer to the top, I, you know, I got a lot of pride from that. So I, I knew that running my own business, I would get the same kind of pride and the same kind of, joy out of it. Awesome. Awesome. And, and so what do you think about, you know, failures or mistakes or setbacks in your, in your business and how'd you handle those? I've had lots of, lots of failures and lots of setbacks. Um, the, the, you know, failures, I don't think, so we would just have, so I would call a failure something like, um, we didn't see something coming or we didn't plan properly for something. And then it didn't go as well. So the finished product might not have looked as nice or something didn't go as well as we thought. So we didn't make any money on it. So how, if we would never leave something at a client's house that doesn't look right. So whether we're losing money or making money on the project, yeah, we want to make sure that the client's happy because that's just, I think integrity, what you do. integrity yes. is really, really important. So that has always been our, our motto. So it's let's do the job right first and then let's make money after. So just learning how to do it right sometimes costs a lot of money. But now that we've learned so many things, we're able to price things properly and we're able to uh, make sure that things are uh, getting done properly because we've seen a lot more. And it doesn't mean we won't make mistakes in the future, but we've just, you know, repeating the same things over and over, you're going to get, you're going to get better at them. Um, and then, you know, overcoming uh, any of the cash stress or, client stress or you know life stress sometimes you feel like you're working too hard and you're not spending enough time with your family or something it's just it's perseverance it's just telling yourself that you're going to make it through this and you're, you're going to be better and it's 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 going to be great and you know you'll you'll have days where you're feeling like i would say like one out of 10 days i feel like the world's crashing in on me but the, the other nine days i'm like i'm loving this this is great my business is awesome life is great and <laughs> So it's just, it's just perseverance and, and getting through those challenges. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, 
And so what I hear you saying, obviously, about perseverance, and then also what I hear you saying is, when things go wrong, Steve doesn't look at it as a failure. He looks at it as I'm learning. Exactly. And so I've learned how not to do that. I've learned how to price this right. I've learned. And so will it never happen again? Of course not. Right. Like, first of all, I could go and repeat another mistake, which that's always a little bit more painful. Right. Um, or an error in estimating or whatever. But it's more uh, it, those are way less likely to happen because I'm sure you got structures and systems to sort of catch that. But. Of course, we're going to continue to just not consider that. Oh my gosh, look what happened to this ground, or look what happened to this thing. It wasn't exactly what we wanted, and 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 I and I'm sure because I know I'm 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 in the similar businesses. Sometimes clients will just sort of see it as a and and really get it and be reasonable to negotiate something that's outside what you would have known. And sometimes they're just not. But you're in the middle of a project, and there really is no turning back. You just, you just, you, you, like you said, it's just, oh, well, I'm just not going to make as much money here. They're being unreasonable, but there's no, there's no turning back. I, I can imagine those circumstances happening. Yeah, those, those can definitely arise. And, and those are the clients that are not as fun to work with the ones that aren't, aren't reasonable, but you do unfortunately come across unreasonable pe people and you just have to do your best to appease them and, and do the best for yourself as well. I've, I've never believed in, uh, you know, like angry conflicts. I don't think they get anywhere. So whenever we're in situations like that, I just always try and keep a, a level head and just be very calm and, and try and, you know, think logically. And if things are getting too heated, I'll, I'll just say, well, I got to look at some stuff, Mr. Client, and let me look at some numbers here and, and I'll get back to you because I, it doesn't, doesn't pay off to get heated in any, I don't think anywhere in life still. hundred percent. Yeah. And one of the things as well is, is that if you sort of see your role as, hey, this is part of a, you know, multi-million dollar business, and then this is a multi-million dollar business for years and years, I can afford, and there will be things that don't go right. And I just got to accept it. Okay. Re relax. There's things called bad debt. There's things called things aren't going to go well. And if I focus too much on it, then I'm not seeing, like you said, the nine out of 10 days that go great. The 90% of clients are just raving, raving fans. And then maybe whatever it is, the percentage of things that we, maybe we got to work on. So uh, that's awesome. So what about, you know, as you went from, you know, student works and a university student to being a, you know, business owner, value creator in the full-time world, what did you have to change about yourself, Steve? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, one of the biggest, and this won't be for everyone, I'm going to open up here, but I had a big problem with, uh, alcohol when I, uh, was in university, I drank a lot when I was in student works, I drank a lot too. Um, and then that, that sort of carried past my, um, university career. And I know we like to work hard, play hard, have fun at student works. And I think that's really important, but just for me, <coughs> eventually I let alcohol become a problem. So, um, about five or six years ago, I actually quit drinking because, uh, it was just becoming too big of a problem. So that was, uh, a life changing, um, decision for me that, um, you know, I had to, I had to grow up essentially. Like I had to stop partying so much and, and, yeah. and say that my business is really important. My life's and family is really important to me. I got to smarten up and grow up and, and realize that life isn't about partying. Life is about more important things than, than that. Right. So, that was a big, huge change for me. And I think one of the biggest changes in my life that I did um, from uh, student works to starting my own business. Um, 
it was smaller changes, but it was just, it was, it was just more accountability for, like you said earlier, student works painting does a lot of that, you know, risk mitigation stuff for you. Um, so it, it was just, it's being more accountable for all my decisions and making sure I really had the right processes in place to make sure, um, and systems in place, insurance in place, all that kind of stuff to make sure that I'm not exposed for risk anywhere. Right. Well, that's great. Well, you know, first of all, I just want to, you know, thank you for being so friggin' authentic. And by the way, um, I'm, I certainly noticed that and I'm so happy for you, yeah. right? Like, you know, that maybe it was too far on the outside, like too far out of the, you know, and, and, um, you know, uh, I've had other alumni come to me and say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm working with this. I'm, I'm looking to manage that part of my life and I'm drinking too much. And, and, you know, candidly, just because you're sharing, I share, I, I really do my best to not drink four nights a week. And it's, it's not in like meaning just, okay, we just, uh, you know, tea and tea and some water and, and just hanging out and, and just, just because I love a glass of wine and that, that could be, well, then drinking all, all the time and it's just doesn't work. So, 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 so just to relate, um, I feel, I feel the same way and, and that, you know, our work hard, play hard, have fun mentality, um, is always tempered to say, well, hold on too much, too much have fun is, is no fun. Right. So it, it, you know, so there's, there's a, there's a balance and life always, there's a balance. Um, and I, and again, I appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, it's one of those things for, you know, again, we have a lot, lot of young leaders is just looking at, again, just kind of how many nights am I drinking? It's easy to fall into and it looks like fun at the time, but maybe it's too much fun. And how could I be running a successful business or being successful in a partnership? Or how's my alcohol imp impacting or, or drug use or whatever impacting my, uh, my family, my relationships, my behavior, my moods? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it was a game changer for me and it took me some time, but I would say I'm, I'm happier now than I was before. So <clears throat> yes. Yeah. That's it's 100, 100%. Like, cause it's, it, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work drinking too much. It, it doesn't, doesn't work partying too much. It yeah. definitely doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's, that's awesome. So if someone wanted to do what you do, what key habits would they want to steal from you? I wake up early every morning. Uh, I think that's really important. You'll get, uh, you'll get an hour or two. So if I, I wake up at five, so I get an hour or an hour and a half before people start text messaging me and emailing me and calling me. So with that time, I like to work out, look at some emails and stuff like that. And that gives me an edge on everyone else. Cause I've had an hour or an hour and a half to think about my day before yeah. it's even started. So waking up early is I think a big thing. And if you read, you know, books yeah. about successful people, it's all the same. Waking up early is important. Perseverance is so important. Um, just being able to get past the challenges and the mentality that I'm going to succeed and you're going to meet some assholes and you're, you're, you gotta, you gotta ignore them and just, uh, move forward. I think uh, assembling the right team and, and delegation is is huge because you can't scale a business up if you're not able to teach, you know, the, or teach or, or hire people to do a lot of the things that need to be done in the business. So, you know, hiring a salesperson, hiring a, an accountant, hiring uh, project managers, whatever the case may be, you, you got to be able to find people and delegate stuff to them. Um, and then, um, yeah, you, you, you got to believe in yourself for sure. Yeah. 
And yet, yeah, you can see at the scale of your business, there's a whole bunch of people in your business that are better at, than you at a bunch of those For things, sure, right? Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's what you want. Yeah. That's what you want. Wow, they're better than me here. They're better than me here. They're better than me here. And that's, that's really, uh, again, the sign of a really great organization that you built. Yeah, you want to, the people in your company, you don't want to be the best at everything or else you're not, your, your business isn't going to be the best because there's no way that you can be the best at everything. 100%, 100%. So, um, so when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? That's my last question. What, like what comes to mind for the, the young guys listening? Yeah, when you think, yeah, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? Well, part of me is a little jealous that they get to go through, you know, that whole, journey right of like of, if they're doing student works painting it was so much fun L- looking back on it i mean at the time there were times where i was totally stressed out pulling out my hair feeling like i was working too much but looking back on it it's some of the best memories i have the you know the retreats with the guys the the seminars things the um the the client interactions the assembling the team all that kind of stuff looking back on it was, was really really fun because you're learning so much and you're you're meeting so many fun people so i'm a little jealous of they get to go through all that but um just they should enjoy it for sure and then um i guess part of that too is just just enjoy the process because don't always be trying to get to the next step the next step the next step because there's a part of me that's always going to be thinking about the next step and i i'm getting better at it but i wish i would just have sometimes enjoyed the moment and, and been a little more present in what's going on right now. Cause it, looking back on this stuff, it's, it's always fun. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. And that's just uh, like one of the things I love about um, uh, all these conversations I get to have is, 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 is it just, it, it just gets me to remind myself and there's just a huge reminder, Steve, like you've reminded me in yeah. a number of ways, you know, you sort of said, Hey, nine out of 10 days, I'm having a great day. And, and yeah. here's another thing. It's like, stop being so, and, and that's a bunch of that is, has gone away from me. I, uh, you know, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, with my age, uh, maybe wisdom, but, but anyhow, there's a little bit, I think there's a little less t- testosterone, overwhelming testosterone in my system pumping and, and, uh, uh, energy pumping is, is, is quite as much. And so it's like, what's next, what's next, what's next. It's, it's, it's like, Hey, this is a great day. It's a, look, I'm just in this awesome conversation, be present and just, again, enjoy, we're building this team or enjoy, I'm having this amazing conversation with this client. Things are perfect. Right. And, and really sort of understanding that and seeing that. Uh, so that's just, that's just awesome. You yeah. know, like every, you know, every day is a great day. Exactly. Try and try and think that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we run into whatever, but anyhow, we'll cope with yeah. that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Steve, Thanks so much for joining us. I'm just so, so, uh, you know, appreciative. And, uh, you know, again, you know, pattymac.ca, you know, again, I'm not, I know, I know a bunch of the people listening are not, are not jumping on to sort of go, oh, hey, I want to go build a multi-million dollar uh, (laughs) cottage, but just go see what Steve's up to. It really is amazing. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Chris. I really appreciate you having me. It's been really nice to reconnect because I, I would think about you a couple of times a year at least. So uh, it's been nice to reconnect and uh, good to hear from you. Fantastic. Hey, you have an awesome day. Thanks so much. Thanks, Chris. Talk soon. You bet. Bye-bye. Hey leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, 
you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.